in a world where you open up your laptop, you go to your network and Wi-Fi settings, you click on it, you find one that is available for you, that is provided by one of these enormous, enormous billion dollar companies, and you find it there, you click on it, you click on it, you click on it. Wow, it's available? Hmm, okay, it's available. It's basically at no cost to you. It's a utility. It's an essential service. Okay, let, let's just talk about it. What's going on, guys? This is Dexter Johnson, and you're listening to yet another episode of In the Weeds, the podcast meant to educate and empower you, the listener, in this vast world of technology. Let's get into it. So what's going on, guys? That would be the dream. That would be the absolute dream, right? To be able to have some sort of low cost Internet tier that blanketed the entire United States of America. That would be the absolute dream. So let's just take it back. Let's take it back when coronavirus was first really getting started worldwide People really weren't staying home. And then let's fast forward to just a couple of weeks ago where ISPs have had to dial back restrictions on their falsified data caps that are BS anyway, where things are just getting overloaded because we're having so many employees, so many individuals, me, you, others, having to work from home now due to social distancing and social isolation. And we're all we're all gladly paying for the internet because we view it as something that helps us out. We play video games, we watch movies, we FaceTime with our parents. But why is the internet, which is a huge connectivity tool, a productivity tool, a communication tool, why is there not some type of backbone to it that deems it as being essential and makes it so that it's truly available for everyone. Well, first, let me tell you guys what an essential service is, and you've probably been hearing about this. Essential services may refer to a class of occupations that have been legislated by a government to have special restrictions in regard to labor actions such as not being allowed to legally strike. So let me just give you some examples. Hospital sectors, electricity service, water supply services, police and armed forces, firefighting services, public or private prison services, provisions of food, air traffic control. So like I said... It's lots of concerns about the Internet. It's lots of concerns about this because of the fact that we're working from home amidst all of this mess. But let's not just talk about the employees, right? Because we have the employees, the me, the you, the others, our friends. But let's talk about people that are impacted through us. Schools are also out, guys. That also means that children are now at home. But let's go back to a statement that I made made earlier, talking about low cost, the low cost sector. 
So what if we have someone who is potentially out of work? Let's just have this thought experiment. They're out of work. They have no Internet. But the child's classes continue and they're joining meetings via Zoom or Skype. This is happening. I know teachers. I also have children in my family. I have nieces. I have nephews. Classes are continuing. Things are continuing. Assignments are being given. But what if these families did not have the Internet? Because here's the thing. Not everyone has access to the Internet. But, you know, we're really concerned about 5G. We're really concerned about 5G because it's the next phenomenon. But, I mean, not everyone even has 4G, right? Right. So, LTE, the current status quo of mobile technology, it's not even available everywhere in the United States. 5G is supposed to be the thing. We have our president and other world leaders saying this is a race. We have different standards with each company. Some do low band like T-Mobile, and they're really trying to blanket the entire United States with it. Then you have some with the high band frequencies, which are blazing fast. But if you turn 80 degrees or 90 degrees away from the access point, you go back to 4G. But once again, not even every American has access to 4G. And, you know, I think that this is a problem. The Internet is a great thing. There's so much innovation. It brings us together, except for trolls. And it is really the information superhighway. When's the last time you've looked at an encyclopedia? Some of you might not even know what an encyclopedia is. You went to DuckDuckGo, you typed in what you wanted to know, and you clicked on the first search result. But everyone can't do that. Everyone cannot do that. So tell me something. Let's just have a thought experiment. Why can't the Internet be classified as a utility? We have water. We have electricity. We have things of that nature, things that we pay for all the time. But why is the Internet kind of a second class citizen when the Internet is more and more of a first class citizen in, re in regard to how we do our jobs, to how we live our lives. Why is that? So, of course, let's talk about how this can deal with net neutrality. So, as you guys know, Ajit Pai has been on a firestorm of rolling back protections that help make the internet 
neutral. And when I say neutral, I'm talking about access for everyone. No fast lanes, no tiered approaches to the internet, no crazy data caps, none of this crap. The internet should serve as a dumb pipe. And that's something that I have said over and over and over again, had to add in an extra one. So the internet right now is titled as a title one service it's designed for enhanced information services and they're subject to fewer regulations because of course like regulating things doesn't make any sense right you know like that's what we're paying you for as a politician as a legislator we want to make sure that you can just sit back and kick your feet up right you know hands-off approach right right okay no so title two is what the internet used to be classified as, and it dealt with common carriers. Dexter, what is a common carrier? So a common carrier in common law countries, which corresponding to public carrier in some civil law systems, usually called simply a carrier is a person or a company that transports goods or people for any person or company and is responsible for any possible loss of the goods during transport. So the regulatory body may create, interpret, and enforce its regulations upon the common carrier with independence and finality as long as it acts within the bounds of enabling legislation. So some of the things about this common carrier, which is mentioned under Title II, is that they can't discriminate. So Let's harken back to net neutrality. All of these quote unquote fast lanes, all of this, you get Netflix with T-Mobile. And now with AT&T, you get Hulu or Disney Plus. That's a bunch of crap. They can also be held liable for the things that they carry. But you know, that's too much responsibility, right? Too much responsibility. And you know, like having these implications, having these kind of walls around what how you're supposed to react, you know, it also means that you can't innovate, right? You you can't do anything with your network, right? No, 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 no. So here's the thing, guys. We don't have like you're still in the minority if you're having access to the internet, whether that's on your phone, whether it's at your home, you're actually still in the minority because there are so many people that do not have internet. But the thing is, the carriers aren't necessarily motivated. They're not motivated because they can jack up the prices, charge whatever the heck they want to. They're not motivated to be ever reaching because if they are, then there's a promise to quality of service. There's a promise to quality of speed. There's a promise to quality. Why do you think Comcast changed its name to Xfinity? Come on, people. There should be at least some small available tier. Heck, cap it at two gigabytes a month. But there should be something out there for the American people during this time of need in which the government has something structured which is essentially a set of spectrum or a set of bandwidth, a set of pipeline available for the American people that are 
getting taxed every year, that are paying their wages. Come on. This should be a thing. Having the internet in 2020, guys, is a human right. There should be some type of very low cost or free tier because it's information. Do you have to pay money to go to the library? Nope. To check out a book, you have to have a library card, but you're not paying anything. And guys, the internet is that same type of service. Guys, this has been a great thought experiment. Great thought experiment. Because I do believe that the internet is an essential service. Everyone should have access. Heck, definitely more people who have access now. And if you're listening to this, be thankful that you have that access. And we should all advocate for a free and open and neutral internet and get these carriers to stop holding us by the neck and let's make us hold them by the neck and be responsible. Guys, until next time, I'll holler at you.